Welcome, everyone, to the Immortal Souls podcast. I am Nick, and I'm here with Jared, and we are so happy to have you all here. We are the one and only podcast about shoes and culture, history of shoes, awesome stories, everything in between. Today, we're going to talk a little bit, well, let's just say we're going to keep it a little bit casual today in more ways than one. You know, thinking about here, so obviously we're based out of United States of America. And here in America, what's pretty crazy to think about is the fact that on average, the average working American spends about 90,000 hours of their life at work. And also the vast majority, it's around anywhere from two thirds to three fourths of Americans, that work is done in some sort of an office setting. Most Americans are working at a desk some sort of office job. So that being said, we wanted to talk about one of the things, at least for me, is a bright spot. I too have an office job and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm definitely thankful for it, but I think, um, definitely sometimes there's a need to look for uh, little things that help to, uh, let's say spice up the work life. Um, and make it fun to wake up, get ready, and go in in the morning again and again and again and again. And, uh, you know, obviously we're, we're going in the direction of shoes with this. And we wanted to talk about, I guess you could say it's our Mount Rushmore of office casual shoes. Um, I'm not sure, I, you know, all of our listeners out there, regardless of what job you may have, regardless of what the dress code might be at your job. Hopefully this is somewhat interesting and applicable, although I do have to put out a warning for this. Um, you know, it's hard. We, Jared and I would feel relatively inadequate and ill-equipped when it comes to um, putting up a Mount Rushmore for women's business casual or office casual shoes. So, this is going to skew a little bit uh, towards male style. It'll probably be a little bit more relevant to all the men, all the all the male listeners out there. So apologies to any female listeners, but hopefully you stay tuned in and uh, maybe you have a guy in your life that you can give some suggestions or pointers to as well. So anyway, without further ado, um, we just each came up with a few of our favorite office pieces of footwear. And uh, we're just going to tick through these one by one, probably starting with number three, working down to number one. And uh, I guess I'll throw it over to you, Jer, if you want to, you know, if we want to jump in. Absolutely. Thanks, Nick. And honestly, I don't know about you, Nick. I could probably do like five of this same type of episode, and I would probably have different picks for each episode. That's how much I love casual shoes. And... They're always on my radar. I am always looking for just cool office casual or just all around casual shoes that I can wear around. Well, we wear them pretty so, much every day, right? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and 
I'm a sucker, especially for good brown or black casual shoes. Now, that's not to say that you can't wear white shoes or other color casual, but I love a good brown or black casual shoe, mainly because you can just match them with such a wide variety of colors and styles and outfits. So all of my picks are either brown shoes or there's a brown version or colorway of those shoes, just to kind of get that on the table right off the bat. So let's start with my number three. Let's just jump right into it here. Now, the way that I have organized my top three picks, and I have not collaborated with Nick before this, so I'm excited to hear what his top three are. I have no idea, but I kind of organized mine into one one shoe geared towards comfort, one shoe geared towards versatility, and one shoe geared towards just all around style and cool factor. So for my number three pick, I'm going to go with the comfort aspect, and I've got to go with Echo Shoes. Got to do it. For those of you that have never heard of Echo Shoes, so Echo is a Danish shoe manufacturer, and they were founded in 1963, and you could go to Reddit or shoe forums, and you'll notice that the one overarching theme that seems to pop up with Echoes is with how comfortable they are. And truth be told, I don't think, this is my personal opinion, I don't think they're necessarily the sleekest looking shoes out there, but if you, especially if you hold comfort at a premium and if you value comfort over style, I would say that these are definitely the shoes for you. For what it's worth, I actually just checked on Zappos last night just to kind of see what's on there and for good deals and sales. Echoes, over the, I'd say the last decade or so, they've come out with much sleeker styles than they used to have. So that's pretty cool. Now, I was first introduced to Echo Shoes back in 2001 while I was living in Denmark. So my roommate at the time, he only wore Echo Shoes and he swore by them. And I own a pair of Echo Dress Shoes today and I can definitely attest to their comfort. They are by far the most comfortable dress shoes I've ever owned. One cool thing that I have found out about Echo, I didn't know this previously until I did a little bit of research for this show. One cool thing about Echo is that they own every step of the production process. To me, that just seems to be a somewhat rare thing these days with how things you look at any typical manufacturer of anything out there. And it seems like they don't necessarily own the whole vertical process. Uh, they end up outsourcing a lot of their processes and things to to other companies and sources. So that's pretty cool. I think that Echo owns their whole production process. Everything from leather production to design to branded retail sales, they, they own all of those steps. So that's pretty cool. Now, my pick for number three, not to belabor the point here, for Echo, I would have to go with the Echo Soft 7 sneaker. And this is a sneaker. It's got leather uppers, and it has a silhouette that reminds me a lot of classic Vans, but I would say kind of a more upscale version of classic Vans. These usually retail for around 150 bucks. You can actually find them often on sale for under $100. In fact, as of writing this episode, Back to good old Zappos, I just saw the other day there were some sweet styles of this Echo Soft 7 sneaker going for under $70. So for like 55% off of retail, which for Echo, that's awesome. Echoes are usually pretty expensive. They run you usually between $150 and $200. But you can definitely find sales for well under $100 if you are a little patient and if you do your research. So that's my number three shoe. All right. I love it. Um, my number three shoe is actually the 
not necessarily any particular brand, but the style of the Chukka boot. And uh, when I thought about my top three, I actually went a little bit more seasonal. I guess you could say I thought, you know, what do I like to wear in some of the cooler months? What do I like to wear in the warmer months to the office? And then what is the shoe that's kind of the best all around for either season? And so the Chukka boot has been on my mind because, you know, we're just kind of coming out of the colder season. And uh, so I have a few different pair of Chukka boots myself. Um, in different colors. And the thing that I love about them is the versatility. First of all, you can wear them with a suit. You can wear them with, you know, khakis and a blazer. You can wear them with jeans. And heck, you can even wear them in the summer with shorts as long as you don't wear socks with them because then you look like a, you know, safari explorer a little bit. But that's okay. But uh, so anyways, but yeah, the, the great thing about Chuck is, like I said, the versatility. They have definitely a, they have some military roots, you could say. Um, the name Chukka itself, they actually think it could come from the game of polo, where a Chukka is um, a period of play. And that makes sense because Chukkas have a very strong, um, they have very strong roots back to Britain and also to South Africa, um, both from um, military and um, there was actually... Um, a guy who was one of the founders of, I believe the company name is uh, C&J Clark. Um, there was an officer in the British Army who ended up, I don't re recall if he was a founder or maybe he was just one of the original um, employees of C&J Clark. But anyway, um, I've he got you covered, Nick. <laughs> I'll, um, I'll, I'll fill you more in on the story <laughs> Yeah, with my nope. next pick. <laughs> Oh no! no oh, go oh. for it! <laughs> oh, great! <laughs> this is what comes, I guess, from us not trying to surprise each other. But, um, but anyway, um, so I'm not gonna belabor the point because it sounds like Jared's gonna talk a little bit more about the Chuckaboot as well. But from my pr perspective, I'll just say this: I love it for the cold seasons. I love the versatility. I prefer leather because it doesn't discolor as easily as the suede or some of the other materials. I love. I would say. I have a pair of dark gray, but my favorite ones that I've ever had have been a very uh, light brown with a gum sole. And I've had a few different brands of that same, I guess, you I don't know if you'd call it colorway or color scheme, but um, those have been the ones that I've definitely got the most compliments on is that, that light brown with gum soles. So I'm going to toss it back over to you, Jer. Nick, I could not agree with you more about Chukka Boots. <laughs> and that actually brings me to my number two pick. And this is my pick for versatility, which Nick has already talked about. And I'm going to talk about a specific Chukka Boot, and that is the Clark's Desert Boots. Again, you go to the shoe forums on Reddit or what have you, and there are so many fans of the Clark's Desert Boot, it's not even funny. In fact, if you just do some perfunctory searches for... Something like what is the best casual shoe or or best casual boots or whatever, I would say almost undoubtedly you're going to come across people talking about or you're going to come across uh, conversation threads about the Clark Desert Boot. So the Clark Desert Boot is basically, as Nick has already talked about a little bit, it's basically a chuck -a boot And a chuck -a boot is basically an ankle-high leather or suede lace-up boot. That's really the long and short of it. Now, there are varieties of it as far as as Nick had mentioned different colorways and different materials that are made but the basic chukka and Clark's desert boots kind of falls into this category 
is a, basically a leather or suede boot, and you lace them up. Now, what's cool about the Clark Desert boot is they don't just use any old rubber or gum sole. They use a material called crepe. I didn't really know what it was, other than that it was kind of it kind of looks like a gum sole, and it's kind of somewhat stickyish in nature. But I guess crepe is a type of rubber, and if we're going to be technical here, it is coagulated latex, <laughs> whatever the heck that is. But I guess what's nice about crepe is it's very lightweight, and so it just makes it so you know a lot of boots are kind of heavy and cumbersome to wear, but the Clark Desert boot is, in contrast to that, quite lightweight to wear. Now, just a quick history. Again, Nick has already touched on this. I'm not going to go much, but these actually go back to World War II in 1941. So Nathan Clark, he was, as Nick had mentioned, he was stationed with the British 8th Army in Burma. Now, while he was in Burma, he noticed that a bunch of off-duty officers were wearing suede and crepe ankle boots instead of their typical army issue boots. And what he noticed about these boots were that they were extremely lightweight and they provided good traction in the sand. And they basically just held up overall better to the harsh desert conditions than their issue boots did. So apparently these boots came from a bazaar in Cairo. And I guess there were some, I don't know if you'd call them cobblers or just shoemakers or what have you. But in that bazaar, these shoemakers would specially make these chucka boots for these 8th Army officers. So after seeing these boots, Nathan Clark, he took some notes. He came up with a general pattern for the boot. And long story short, after the war, he showcased his design at the Chicago Shoe Fair in 1949. And apparently it just got rave reviews and people loved it. And the rest is history. So today, not only are Clark Desert boots globally iconic and they have a cool backstory, I just think, similar to what Nick's already mentioned, they're just so versatile. I mean, you can dress up and you can dress down with these boots. They look good with jeans. They look good with business casual outfits. And they even look good with some suits. And they come in a wide variety of colors. My favorite ones would have to be the classic beeswax leather brown. It's just kind of a, a rich, lush, kind of darkish brown. And I also like the tan suede versions as well. And I think they just go so well with most outfits. And <laughs> Nick, kind of hearkening back to your point, I think some brave folks probably could pull these off with shorts, but <laughs> come on, come on. Boots with shorts, the way I see it, boots with shorts are like wearing socks with sandals. They just look silly together, and it's really just pointless doing that. Honestly, the way I see it, if you're going to wear shorts, just throw on some sneakers. Right. <laughs> unless you're bushwhacking through the jungle. Unless you're, right. Unless you know, you're like, you know, Dora the Explorer or something. Or Brian Fellows. Right. Then then maybe it, that would be appropriate. But, well, so. the great thing, too, is like with Chucka's last thing is that, like, sure, you can go and you can spend 200 bucks on a pair of any, any sort of Chucka boots. But also, I mean, the, my favorite pair of Chuckas that I've ever had, 50 bucks. Like, yeah. Absolutely. The Clark Desert boots, you can find them for relatively inexpensive and they're sharp looking and they last. They're super durable, usually. That's right. Yeah, that's right. And if you want to go with the OG Clark Desert boots, you're going to have to fork out usually a little bit more. I believe those retail for around $130. I've seen them as low as under $100 on sale. Uh, You know, sometimes if you just hit them the right time of the year or like during Black Friday or if just a shoe website is having a sell, you can get them for a very decent price. And there's actually a 
bushacre version of the desert boot. I guess the main difference is that it's more of a classic rubber sole, and those usually go for around fifty bucks. So that's definitely awesome. affordable. Love and it. that's my number two. I agree with your number two wholeheartedly. Um, and my number two. So I'm going to introduce my number two with a quick little story. So. While sailing on the Long Island Sound, the inventor and sailor Paul A. Sperry slipped on the deck of his boat and he fell overboard. He was able to pull himself back on board, but the experience drove him to develop a non-slip shoe. While experimenting with possibilities for non-slip shoes, he noticed his dog's ability to run down the icy hill without slipping. The grooves on the paws of his cocker spaniel prints inspired him to try cutting grooved patterns also known as siping, into a natural rubber sole. The pattern of grooves or cracks on his dog's paws gave him the idea for a canvas upper shoe with a herringbone pattern of grooves on the sole. And this was the birth of the ultimate, you know, broski shoe, the Sperry Topsider. Dude. (laughs) Now, are those the shoes that you can put like a penny in? Maybe I'm thinking of the wrong... (laughs) Uh, those are penny loafers yeah those are those are penny loafers (laughs) never mind sperry's are just the ultimate you could call them the ultimate you know country club shoe but no they originated as many people know they were boating shoes and uh sperry shoes they remained a niche product for boaters until the late 30s when the u.s navy they actually negotiated the right to manufacture sperry shoes for its sailors at the naval academy because of their non-slip abilities, um, which is really cool because the soles on Sperry's are not, they don't have a super thick or heavy tread. Um, the design of it, the, the natural rubber combined with that herringbone pattern though is, is so effective. Um, and also, um, awesomely enough, I feel like they're also very stylish. So obviously my number two are, are the Sperry's and Sperry's are a style of shoe that I've been wearing for close to 10 years now. I don't know how many pairs I've gone through, but the two things that I will say about Sperry, well, really, first thing I will say that I absolutely love about Sperry's beside how they look is their durability. So I wear my shoes into the ground. Like I wear my shoes hard and I still have my first pair of Sperry's that I got almost uh, 10 years ago. And they're getting a little bit worn out, but they are still holding up so strong. And I actually use them now for yard work, for mowing the lawn, for running out and doing errands. And they're still just holding strong. It's seriously, they've been about the most durable pair of shoes that I've ever owned. So that's one pitch that I would give for Sperry. In addition to, if we're just talking about an office shoe, um, they are perfect for Talking seasonality, kind of like I mentioned earlier, for the warmer months, uh, Sperry's are awesome because you can wear I think they look great with pants. You put a little cuff in your pants. They look amazing. They also look great with shorts. Just make sure that your shorts are a little bit above the knee and then make sure your socks, hopefully you wear socks. You can make your shoes not stink. You don't want that fungus growing in there, but you can get some no-show socks um, to help keep you, you know, comfortable, help keep the shoes stink free. And uh, that way you can wear them with shorts though. And they look great when it's hot outside. And if you have, you know, hopefully you have an office dress code that'll allow, you know, nice shorts in the warmer months. I'm fortunate. I've been fortunate enough to always be, be in a place where I could wear shorts in the warmer months. And so Sperry's, especially, you know, during the spring, summer, early fall, it's usually my go-to 
It's my go-to shoe when I come to work and they're so comfortable. You can slip them on, on and off super easy. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that would be, and again, kind of a common theme with some of these shoes, like you're not breaking the bank. I mean, you can get a great, you know, new pair of Sperry's. Usually you're not going to spend more than a hundred, 110 bucks. Um, and they have such a variety of colors. Uh, my favorite color so far has been, uh, I got some navy blue ones that have the white outsole and they have white laces through the eyelets, which um, I'd say those have been my my favorite to date. So yeah, that's, you know, Sperry's are awesome. Very, very cool. All right, folks, here's my number one. And this is for style and cool factor. I've got to go with the Vans. Now... As most everybody knows, vans are definitely sitting high in the streetwear and fashion world these days. And you know what? I don't care if you're two years old or 92. I think vans look good on everybody. And what's cool about vans is that they basically, if you think about it, if you break it down, they basically have four or five basic shoe silhouettes. So they have like the low top classics or old schools. They have the chuck boot. They have the skate highs. They have the half cab. And what they basically do is they build off of these basic silhouettes. They build off of these basic styles coming up with by now, I would say probably thousands of different styles and models and colorways. And it's crazy. Vans, they're classic, they're cool. And I think that they just, they're perpetually in style. Now, for my particular pick, I've got to go with the Off the Wall collection. Now on the Vans website, the way they describe this collection is they say it's modern design meets the original. OTW elevates contemporary street fashion by fusing classic Vans design heritage with premium materials and progressive street culture influence. And I think that's a great description. Now, within the off-the-wall collection, they have a run of shoes known as the Ludlows. And I cannot get enough of these Ludlows. So unlike your typical classic canvas vans, the Ludlows off the walls, they're, they're often made with premium materials such as leather, suede. I've seen some with waxed canvas and felt on some models. And these shoes, they're just sweet. I think it goes without saying that in our show notes, we will throw up pictures of all of these shoes that we've talked about today to give you an idea of what we're talking about. But as far as versatility goes, whether you're rocking these types of vans with some chino shorts and no-show socks, whether you are wearing them with a crisp pair of jeans, or even if you're going business casual with slacks and a sport jacket, they just work. A couple of my favorite OTW vans or off-the-wall vans are what's known as the Ludlow Military Bungees. And... These have like a mixture of leather and washed canvas. There's the off-the-wall varsity pack, and these vans are some of the coolest ones I've ever seen. And I guess they're inspired by the Montreal, I'm assuming Canada, the Montreal college culture. And again, check those out on our show notes. They're really cool. Now, I have a couple of white wells, and these are vans that I think they came out a couple of years ago, and I can't find them for the life of me. I wish I could because they're so awesome. One of them is known as the Off the Wall Ludlow Duck Hunt. And again, it's kind of a mixture of leather and canvas. And then probably my biggest white well of a van shoe, it's known as the Monogram Ludlow. And these are what I like to call a murdered out pair of shoes. And when I say murdered out, it means like a black on black scheme. So you have black uppers, black midsole, 
black outer sole. Uh, everything's black. And these monogram Ludlows are just sweet. I could just picture so many ways that you could pair these up with casual styles that are both office appropriate, or if you're going out on the town, if you're going on a date with your significant other, or even if you're just kicking it at home or, or heading to the store. I mean, these are just awesome. So that's my number one, are the Vans Off the Wall collection. <laughs> well, shoot, now it looks like we worked on this assignment together. Um, <laughs> because my number one would definitely be Vans, but it's a little bit different than yours. I love those Ludlow models that you were talking about. I, uh, But the specific Vans model that I'm going to talk about that I is actually one of my go-tos as well, um, I would say next along with Sperry's, it's the model of shoe that I wear most to work. Um, and it works with business casual, but I wear the skate high. Um, I love the skate high and a little bit of quick background. So, uh, the skate high was introduced to vans in 1976, um, about 10 years after the inception of the vans off the wall brand. And it was actually originally called style 38 and it wasn't called the skate high until about 1995. Um, but before the skate high came about, what actually happened is they had a couple of, uh, mid top styles, style 36 and style 37, um, that were very, very popular with skaters. Um, but what was missing was that little bit of extra, um, ankle protection. Those mid tops left the ankles exposed and it made, you know, skateboarders more susceptible to ankle and leg injuries. And um, they, uh, so Vans actually sold some pads separately to go with the style 36 and 37. And then they got really smart and they just added that extra height to the shoe of those uh, separate pads. Um, they just made the shoe taller. They built those extra pads into the shoe and the style 38 was born, which became the skate high. And kind of like Jared was mentioning, I love with the skate high, I love how it looks because there's an endless, endless quantity of colors and materials and collaborations that Vans has done that makes you can find skate highs to go with virtually any style you wear. I'm sure some people would even wear them with suits. That's not really me, but just about anything short of a suit, I would feel comfortable wearing skate highs with especially and here's it seems kind of odd but here's my kicker with skate highs um and i feel like you can wear them with anything especially if you steer away from the white outsoles midsoles <laughs> that white layer around the outside i don't uh i don't like that i like to have that either gum or some solid color, usually black or navy blue. Or if you can find, I, I'm a huge fan of the monochromatic skate highs where, you know, you'll have a red shoe with red soles and everything. I think that that can look really good as well. So, um, yeah, you can't beat that understated subtle look. No, for sure. I love it. And, um, but, oh yeah. And so, and the reason why I also thought of skate highs is because that is my shoe that I feel I can wear equally, whether it's in the warm seasons or the cooler seasons, doesn't matter because I feel like more so than any of the shoes that at least I've talked about, um, skate highs are so easy to wear with either shorts or pants or, you know, whatever. So yeah, I guess we're, we're on the same page with that one for sure. <laughs> <laughs> True story. <laughs> and, you know, I just have a couple of honorable mentions because we were just sticking with kind of our top three. And 
For those of you that are familiar with Tom's, they're a cool company because they have the, what's it called? Like buy one, buy give one, one or something like that, mm-hmm. which is really cool. So you know that if you support their company, if you buy a pair of shoes, they donate a pair of shoes to somebody in need. And I think that's really cool. I like when companies kind of infuse humanitarian causes with their uh, overall business model and mission statement. So I think that's pretty neat. But anyways, Tom's has a, I think it's called Brogues. And they have, there's a specific colorway of brogue. It's called the Aviator Ash Twill. And it's kind of this cool grayish brown color with uh, kind of a gum colored sole. And I just picture those going similar to many of these other shoes we've talked about. You could wear them with just about anything. So there's that. A couple other honorable mentions that I have, I would say, would be Cole Hans. And as many people probably know, Cole Hahn, I don't know if they still do, but they used to. I don't know if they're owned by Nike or if they just collaborated with Nike, but they've made a lot of models that have Zoom Air, like the Nike Zoom Air in them. So not only are they are comfortable, they're pretty stylish. And from what I understand, you can often get a good deal on Cole Haan shoes at like places like Nordstrom Rack or probably like DSW Shoes and places like that. My last honorable mention, if you want to splurge a little bit, go for the Allen Edmonds. And these are very classy kind of high-end, kind of almost bespoke type of shoes. But you're you're talking, you're going to be shelling out several hundred dollars for that. So if you want to kind of be a little more budget-minded on, on these, what you'd want to do is you either look for used ones, such as like on eBay or what have you, or I believe on Alan Edmonds' site, they sell what they call factory seconds. And the factory seconds go for slightly over a hundred bucks, which for Alan Edmonds, that's a killer deal for those shoes. And that's it for my honorable mentions. So that's pretty much it, Nick. Is there anything else you wanted to discuss as far as casual shoes go? No, I don't think so. I mean, my one hope is that um, anyone listening out there can hopefully, you know, get some ideas, get some fresh, you know, rotation in your office attire. And um, like I said, for me, I love casual shoes, um, especially for, you know, office casual, business casual. It's something that I wear most days of the week. So even though maybe they're not my favorite shoes in the world, it's what I use the most. And so I think um, it can be sort of undervalued sometimes the the effect that, you know, feeling good about what you're putting on in the morning, it, it can really have a positive effect on the whole rest of your day. So if you don't already, I would just encourage anyone out there listening to Um, You know, get things that get you just a little bit excited and put a little bit of spark into your morning and um, helps you feel a little bit better and helps you feel a little more excited to get up and and get going for the day. I mean, that's really that's really all I would add to this whole conversation. Well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in today. We've had a lot of fun talking about some of our favorite casual shoes, and we want to hear your favorites. Go ahead and jump on our social media. Get on. We've got Twitter and Facebook. You can go to our website, immortalsoulspodcast.com. Let us know what some of your favorite casual shoes are. And with that said, we will see you in a couple of weeks with a fresh, fun, new episode on the Immortal Souls podcast. And as Marilyn Monroe says, give a girl the right shoes and she can conquer the world. And as we here at the Immortal Souls podcast like to say, Give a guy the right shoes and he can conquer the office in a very non-toxic, masculinity, politically correct, metaphoric, equal pay, gender equal way, of course. 
Thank you all for tuning in to this episode of the Immortal Souls podcast. For more information, show notes, pictures, or just to say hi, check us out at immortalsoulspodcast.com, Instagram, or Twitter. Original theme music by Scott Spriggs. Five-star reviews are always helpful and hugely appreciated. Until next time, keep walking the roads less traveled.